Hey, no. You're way <laughs> too close to the mic for that. Get out of here. Are you? Sula. Get out of there. I don't like that. Meryl. Hello and welcome to Grumble Packs. Hello and welcome. Would you like to go first this time? Sure. Uh, I am Jasmine Gower. I am a fantasy author and freelance editor. You can find me online at uh, on Twitter at J-A-S underscore Gower. And you can find my author website at jasminegower.com and my editing website at publishing.jasminegower.com. And I am Elijah Wenstrom. You can find most of my art, uh, as I am primarily an illustrator, on my Twitter at E-L-I-D-E-E art. I also sell custom commissions, small little prints, and stickers on my Etsy, also at E-L-I-D-E-E art. And we are both game devs. I oh my god, we're game devs! Were set, we, were we literally just had a meeting about this. A, a game development meeting. Oh yeah, I literally have my game dev notes in front of me right now because I use the same notebook for this and our, our game meetings. Fantastic. I'm, I'm glad we're so good at remembering that aspect <laughs> Of, of our work still after all this time. We're doing so good. We are chugging the fuck along. Jasmine, it's so gloomy outside right now. It is. Uh, it's winter. It's winter. So we wanted to do we wanted to do a, a part two of our cozy game series. Yes. As I, I don't know about you, but this is the the season that I fall back into playing the games that feel the coziest the, to me. The season of coves, yes. Yeah. Which I wouldn't consider the games that feel cozy to me generally blanket cozy games but i've got a couple in here so i've yeah i've got a whole list too i was thinking it's like well we did a cozy games episode before so Mm -hmm. have there really been enough games since then to do another episode and then i went back and listened to that episode and we Mm -hmm. recorded it i think in april of 2020 yeah when we still had sly and huck on our (laughs) animal crossing island so it's yeah enough time has passed let's get into it i also missed a bunch so i'm very excited to talk about some of my staples um, do you want to start out? Uh, sure. I will start with um, a, an exception to my no early access games rule. Uh, yes. Uh, so I played the demo for Dwarf Romantic a while ago when it had demo available. And it's this little kind of city builder game, kind of like Islanders. The demo was like it was a fully realized game in its own right. Now that it's an early access, even though it's not officially released yet, it's like, well, I've played it already. And I know that it's good, like it's a full game, basically. So I'll go ahead and get this one early access. So the the rare example of me encouraging people to play an early access game, Dwarf Romantic, uh, which I'm told by our roommate who has a German degree, is German for Romantic Village. I love that. Yes. That's adorable. It's very peaceful. You just lay down little tiles. Uh, there's a sort of puzzle version where you try to get as many points as you can, depending on what tiles you lay where. And then there's like a sandbox mode where you can just do whatever. Excellent. Um, I did realize, I'm so sorry, I forgot to prompt us to do this. We should probably also uh, define cozy games a little we bit. Should. Since yeah, it's, we should. It's been a while since we our did last in our episode. first episode, but it's, yeah. This could be someone's first episode that they're listening to. Yeah. It's a, uh, we, gotta, we gotta be consistent. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so in our first episode, we defined it as games that don't have hard fail states, mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah, there's there's we, an asterisk, we as had, there always is. We had some exceptions to that, but that's kind of uh, one one type of cozy game, at least. Yeah. It's one that you can't really 
lose. Mm -hmm. And for me also, there's a, it's harder to describe, especially in an in a purely audio format, but you know there's always just the vibes. The vibes. There's, like if yeah. you play a game and you're like, oh, this is this is a cozy game. Yeah. It's it's those ones that make you feel not necessarily like stressed out or even if there are stressful parts of them, it's still overall a game that you can play as some light escapism. Uh, sort of like decompressing experience. Yeah. That's yeah. what I think all of mine are for me. Yeah. I'd like to uh, shove my first two together. They are in alphabetical order because I kind of went down some of my game lists. Of course. Um, but the first two are fairly short, so I wanted to smash them together. I do know that the first one you would not consider cozy because it takes place entirely underwater. Yeah. Um, but for folks who don't have a fear of underwater or creatures underwater, um, Abzu is a really good one. I'm fairly certain I picked it up in one of my big game bundles, but it's a fairly calm swim swimming through an endless ocean, fully populated with these beautiful, simplistic uh, underwater creatures. There's a light narrative in that there's enough world-building information scattered around that you can kind of put together what's going on, but there's no text and no narration, so it's a wholly visual affair. And part of it is that you are essentially reconstructing a, a dead ecosystem with these big magical wells, and it's very nice. And it's one of the few things I've played that that takes place underwater, that uses a shark as an antagonist, but then also turns around and goes, this is an animal that doesn't know what it's doing. It's not its fault that it's big and has a lot of teeth, which was nice and I appreciated. And in the same sort of vein uh, as the uh, the ecosystem rebuilding, there's also Alba, a wildlife adventure, which is, I know I definitely got in a bundle. You play as a, as a child visiting uh, your abuela on the island that she lives on, uh, you, you, your grandmother and your grandfather. Over the course of the game, you literally skip around the island and you do stuff like pick up trash, you help animals, you take pictures of rare animals for, for your grandfather, and at one point you gather a bunch of signatures to stop a big fancy hotel getting put in on the waterfront to uh, smash capitalism. It's a lot of fun and it's really nice and there is a big old fire towards the end of it, which I was not expecting, but that's the most stressful part of it. And I do not believe the child actually gets hurt and any animals that do get hurt do not die, which I feel like is a very important thing to say for stuff like that. That is important. Oh, man. Yeah, that's, that's an excellent point, which I think is going to complicate my next entry, which is <laughs> Coffee Talk, uh, which I haven't finished, so I don't know the details of the plot, so maybe it gets mm -hmm. uh, less cozy story-wise as it goes on. But the core of the game is that you are a cafe, like a cafe owner in a sort of alternate universe urban fantasy version of Seattle. So you have like monsters coming into the cafe. Excellent. And you make coffee for them, and they talk to you about your problems. And one of your regulars is an author who's trying to write a book in three weeks. And I was just like, oh. clearly this is a work of fantasy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's this I think is like the epitome of the kind of cozy vibes. Because you just, your cafe is open at night mm -hmm. for some reason. So it's dark, it's rainy, you're making coffee for people, it's Seattle vibes. 
Mm-hmm. It's a very calm and sort of slow-paced. Uh, it is fundamentally a visual novel. That's where mm-hmm. most of the, the game mechanic is, uh, and not so much the actual coffee making. But My next entry on my list is also relating to coffee, because mm-hmm. uh, in it you run a technically a cat cafe. And I say technically because you can h- collect a bunch of other animals. Nice, nice. Um, but it's calico, nice. which is, I will preface this by saying does feel pretty unpolished. It's one of those... I've heard that about it. It's one of those Made in Unity games that you pull it up and you're like, okay, I can see that this is probably early on in this developer's sort of... while they are developing skill sets. Right. It does have a fully completed set of like quests that you can do and the mechanics themselves do feel complete, but the gameplay is a little rough and the visuals, while very cute, are also a little bit rough. That being said, I did enjoy it a lot. Now, this is a game where you can pick up a cat and just kind of wiggle it, Oh, yes, that is very important. You can pick up all of the animals and wiggle them because you can have a spell to make big animals small, which you better believe I made some tiny horses and picked (laughs) them up and jiggled them around a bunch. (laughs) It it, It fulfills that very, like, low stakes, have a lot of fun situations, and it does have a lot of very cute witchy aesthetics that I will forgive a lot of shit for. One of your friends lives up on the top of a mountain in a gigantic potion bottle that's also a terrarium and then their oh, shop amazing. is inside that. It's so good. Amazing. The vibes the vibes are immaculate. <laughs> it's just it's I I went into it with higher expectations I think than the game could fulfill. Still very fun. Still recommend it if you're good with some mildly janky gameplay. Uh, well, in contrast of immaculate vibes, I've got one with some pretty, pretty immaculate vibes, <laughs> I guess. Uh, which is House Flipper. One's on mine, too. Not Yeah, it's not the prettiest game in the world. It is not the most fully fleshed out game in the world. But it gets that itch in my head of A, liking houses and architecture mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. And be just kind of like taking something and customizing it or building it up. Mm-hmm. And it's very kind of like rote sort of gameplay. Like you just do the same things over and over again. It doesn't take a lot of focus. So I can put a podcast mm-hmm. in the background or mm-hmm. I've been uh, trying to catch up on Fantasy High now. So that's a great thing to just do with my yeah. hands while I'm doing something else with my ears. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's kind of a... a... Slightly more, if if the building and decorating a house portion of The Sims was like its own game with slightly more focused, you can paint individual strips of wall with right. certain things, you can add the tiles in. I definitely first picked it up because I heard that you could clean up abandoned houses, which yes. for me definitely scratches that yeah, itch. Yep, like, yep, yep. you go in and you, you clean up piles of trash and you wipe down the walls and you vacuum the windows <laughs> you, you scrape the windows you vacuum the cockroaches <laughs> that's right which is not how you should deal with that mm-hmm. problem but okay i got an achievement for trying to hit a cockroach nest with a sledgehammer nice. <laughs> um i will say i also very much enjoyed the uh the garden dlc for it which i think is like the cost of the game because the game itself is not very expensive but the garden dlc is very nice the same sort of zen situation. I made the mistake of designing a big fancy garden that I didn't want to sell, and apparently nobody wanted to buy, so fuck them. I live in a shed now. (laughs) My office is in a shed now, and my beautiful garden is perfect. 
Yeah, I feel like in in another life, like I feel like I could have been an architect and gone into like sort of human the humanitarian equivalent of house flipping or like a, a counterforce against gentrifiers. Yeah. I buy the houses before they can and I fix them and I sell them at reasonable prices to people who already live in the community. Hell yeah. That house flipper helps me just kind of live out that fantasy. Yeah. Because you can turn down the rich assholes when they offer you money. And it's great. You can. My next entry is Lake, which is a very... It had been on my list for a long time, and I did that, like, I feel kind of bad. I'm going to impulse purchase one of my under $20 games. (laughs) And I picked it up, and it is a game where you return to your hometown to help your dad by picking up his mail route for, I think, about two weeks. And it's very Hallmark movie, I will say, because there's a whole <laughs> plot line about how you're you're working at a big business in the big city and every day your boss calls you to be like, Can you can you just do edits on that packet? I know you're on vacation, but can you read through two hundred and fifty pages and edit it, please? Okay, I do have a new idea for like a whole line yes. of video games. Yes. So we need to make like visual novels that are structured like Hallmark movies. Yes. Like fucking da- Hallmark movie <laughs> style dating sims. Yes. Where is that? We, obviously, we have to make it. We have to make that. Okay, I'm putting that on the list. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's very sweet and very um very zen because it makes you physically drive the route for each of the days, and it's a. It's not a huge community but that you're servicing, but there is, like, a big loop around the lake, and you have to actually, like, drive and not crash into things. And <laughs> at one point, I do take a, a little old lady's cat, not to the vet, because there's no vet here, but to the to the man who runs the lodge in the off-season. You take him up there, and he pets the cat for three days and says, tell her to stop feeding him chocolate. <laughs> It's very cute and it's very sweet, um, and I'm having a lot of fun uh, telling my boss to fuck off. That's that's the real fantasy, honestly. All right. Well, the next one on my list, I don't want to get too much into because I think we're going to talk about it next week. But mm-hmm. Spirit Fair also on my list. I started that up this weekend. Uh, I had a great time with it until I got stuck in the weirdest way possible. I'll talk about that in <laughs> yeah. episode next week because I have yeah. actually a lot to say about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but otherwise, um, it's it's a peaceful little meditation on death. Yeah. Uh, so if that's not a cozy notion for you, maybe <laughs> not this one. Um, you you but, gotta be in the right headspace for Spirit Fair. But the, like, building up your boat and collecting things and finding little secrets in little, like, you do some pretty low-level platforming mm-hmm. to, to get to secret areas. And hugging everyone. And you can hug the spirits on your boat and you can make food for them. God, the, mm-hmm. the cooking mechanic is, is pretty ideal for me. I love a good <laughs> cooking mechanic in video games. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did forget. Um, with Calico, there is a very cute cooking mechanic that unfortunately gets very tired after like the ah. first few times you do it. But um, it's very it's very novel the first time you come in because you shrink down to run a- around on the countertop and you toss ingredients into a bowl. It's very cute. Very cute. Yeah, in Spare Fire, you just need you know eggs and milk and you put them in your oven and it creates i don't remember what that recipe specifically (laughs) creates but you just need you know food ingredients to stick in your oven and then it cooks for a certain amount of time and then you pull it out and then you have food yeah and all the spirits have their own little foods that they like but yeah we can get more into that uh for episode four 
I'm actually going to skip that one because I've changed my mind on it. Uh, well, now I'm curious. Well, I was going to talk about Muse Ion, um, but the, the more and more I get into it, the more, like, it is very sweet and it's very cute, but I have this creeping sense of dread that it's going to be tragic very quickly oh, and no. I haven't gotten there. Okay. So it, it is a nice game. It's got very sweet mechanics. It's I have a lot of, apparently, rebuilding ecosystem games on here, which I love for me. I You might want to keep an eye on, and I think it's called Terra Nil. Have you heard of that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not out yet, but it's like no. that's that's it seems yeah. like primo example of that kind of thing. Yeah, um, and and you grow plants by playing music to add them. It's very nice. Yes. But uh, Raft is my next example of a what I would consider a cozy game with the asterisks of you need to play it on easy mode um, because without easy mode there are a lot of minor annoyances and ways to die that are very uncomfortable. But the basis of the game is that you start out in the middle of a, another one that you would hate. I'm so sorry. Um, you start out on a tiny little wooden raft in the middle of an endless ocean with trash just kind of drifting by you. And you use this little hook to toss it out into the water and grab stuff towards you. And then you build out your raft like you collect plastic jugs and planks of wood to build out the base of your raft. And you can come across... Uh, tiny little islands where you go and you collect resources, you swim under the water to collect stuff from the reef, and you build out and you build out and you either can just keep exploring forever or you can follow a um, minor sort of plot line that involves building like a, a radio receiver and following certain signals. It's also very fun to play as co-op because the more people that get on your raft, the more chaos ensues because you can fully just leave people behind on the raft um they can get too far from the raft and just despawn oh jeez, um, it's a whole thing it's it's a lot of fun and i it's one of my go-to games with playing with some of my online friends nice um on that note before going to my next one yes. uh to specify if anyone else has hydrophobia like i do spirit fair does take place on a boat for the most mm -hmm. part but nothing at least as far as i've gotten nothing happens underwater uh, that you see, so the, keep that in mind. Yes. Uh, but for my next example, I have Townscaper, which is not just a cozy game in the sense that there is no fail state, but cozy in the sense that there is no objective either. I love Townscaper so much. You just click and a little house is there. Mm -hmm. And then you click in another empty space and another little house is there. If you click on a house, it disappears. And you click atop a house, it adds a level to that house. It's You just build buildings, mm -hmm. and that's the game. So so much of the fun of that game, too, is discovering the different combinations for stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, I accidentally discovered how to make a courtyard, and that made me go, Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> it was so much fun. I've built a whole metropolis. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a lot to say about that, because that's the whole game. That's, that's the, whole, the game. whole game. It's, it's, very, it's a... You cannot describe, I think, how satisfying it is to play. I know the, the game dev who made it put a lot of time and effort into making sure that everything was very tactile. Yeah. And quite frankly, just look up a video of someone playing to get a, a good idea of everything moves so smoothly and beautifully. It, it looks great. It it's does. So good. It's I Very few games I've really got that same sense of like how the space interacts with itself mm -hmm. like it's it's very smart about identifying you know which buildings are in position to each other and how to get them to connect to each other so it's mm -hmm. i don't know just 
it the tactile space in that game is incredible. Mm-hmm. It's like play, it's like playing with Legos, but in a weirdly like fluid sense yeah. because everything sort of bounces a little bit. You can you... stick all of the Lego pieces together, and they will reshape themselves to mm-hmm. make sure they stick correctly. Yeah. It's lovely. It's so much fun. That's great. Um, and I've seen people talk about uh, using it to design, like, cities, mm-hmm. basically for, like, tabletop RPGs. Oh, yeah. So they can use it as a reference for their mm-hmm. players. So if you want to design a 3D space for a tabletop RPG, uh, that that's, that's apparently a good tool for that. So I definitely designed a entire scene to go back to and take screenshots of so that I can have quick and dirty backgrounds for a comic that I'm working on. Ah. So <laughs> I'm very excited about that. Um, but yeah, it's it's wonderful. And even if you don't use it as, as a tool for anything, it's just so it's much fun. It sounds fine to just click and then it goes pop and there's a little mm-hmm. building. On my last, uh, my last one here is one that I am distraught that I did not talk about in our first game because it's such a staple to me. And I think I've mentioned like three or four times in different episodes that I'm sad I didn't mention this one, but it's Slime Rancher, (laughs) which I picked up when it was technically still in early access. Uh, So I've been able to watch the graphics sort of proceed and get better. I've seen a bunch of different gameplay mechanics get added on. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. You play as Beatrix LeBeau. You are picking up and leaving your world on your your life on Earth behind. You've been, I believe, in hyperspace sleep for five years, um, and you get dumped out on this world where your one objective is to capture these little slime creatures and uh, raise them and make them happy. And there are these tiny, cute little blobs that go, they they go wahoo and ooh, <laughs> and they look so happy when you ranch them because they're the, I know that the devs spent a lot of time making sure that it didn't seem cruel what you were doing to them. So you gather them by using this giant vacuum, essentially, and then you spit them into these pens and you feed them stuff. Um, there are fat little chickens that are so fat that they can just sort of roll around if they get knocked into. There's a bunch of different really beautiful designs for areas and there is a bit of a plot that you can follow around that's um weirdly gut-wrenching because you will get uh letters from your ex back on earth as well as you can find little letters scattered around from the uh the person who hired you to come essentially take over his farm and it's it's wonderful it has a fantastic ending song i i am obsessed i've put so many hours into this game Oh, go ahead. There is um, a hard fail state. Well, not a hard fail state. There are two different versions of the game, essentially. You can play on on peaceful mode or on normal mode. Normal mode, there is a mechanic. You need to make sure that certain slimes don't interact too often, because otherwise they will turn into something spooky and scary, which will eat all of your slimes and then attack you until you pass out. So just keep that in mind. I prefer peaceful mode, but some folks don't. All right, next on my list, I've got Unpacking, uh, which is a pretty new game. I think it came out like two or three months ago, uh, where you just unpack boxes in a room, uh, and you take the things in the boxes and you put them in places in the room. And this game is very satisfying to just kind of place things around a space. Uh, but it's also kind of a masterclass in environmental storytelling. There's a lot, because uh, there is a protagonist, you never see her. You presumably are playing as her, but you never see her. 
and you don't get any, like, dialogue or narration from her. The only exposition in the game is after you complete a level. Uh, if you, like, it takes a snapshot of the space that you've unpacked, uh, and then there's a little caption on the picture that gives you a clue into the protagonist's, uh, where she's at in her life or what she's doing in that particular space. Uh, so you go through different spaces like her childhood room and like her house uh, with her first boyfriend or her first house out of college, things like that. And you just kind of figure out what's going on in her life based off of what things she has packed and where the game will let you place certain objects. Like if I can sneak in just a little spoiler here, because <laughs> this one, this one was gut wrenching for me. So in the level where you unpack uh, where she moved into her first boyfriend's house, she has already graduated at that point. One of the items oh, she's packed. I think I saw this. Is a, is a degree. There is no space on his walls to hang the degree. The game will only let you put it under the bed. Soul crushing. <sighs> but like, that is such good storytelling That's through amazing. such a subtle just gameplay mechanic choice. It's God. And it's, the, the game's really short, but it's kind of, there's a whole lot of that. And if, if that's not your jam, then pretty pixel art. <laughs> anyway. That so. one is, I think, next on my list for, for games. It's very collect. good. It's, I, I will say the, I paid the full price for it. I think for, I think I spent three hours just playing through it. One, okay. one sitting. Um, I don't think I would have, Paid twenty dollars for it if I had known that it was, was going to be like that short. Game. Yeah, um, I know that's not an issue for some people. Mm -hmm. it, it was a really great game, but if that is a hangout for you, then I'd recommend waiting until it goes on sale. That is good to know. I got two. Are you out? I'm all, all out. out. I'm okay. all. Out. I got two more. Um, I guess updates on games we talked about oh, yeah. in the previous one. Uh, so the first one is Sims Four. Yes, yes. <laughs> Our good old friend. They did finally release that farming expansion <sighs> pack. Friend of the podcast, Sims 4. It's called Cottage Living. And how much cozier can you get than that? <laughs> they released a full balls-to-the-wall cottage core expansion pack. <laughs> uh, and it's very cozy. It has some very cute items. It adds, like, chickens and cows and oh llamas God. to the game. I did see the tip cow thing. <laughs> yes, you can. One of the actions with the cow is tip cow, and then your sim, like, throws a bunch of singles at it. <laughs> It's a very funny pun. It also added, I don't remember if it added this in the base game too, but uh, you can you can set your lots in the game to allow your sims only to cook food that they have ingredients for. Oh. So they, and they've really expanded the farming too. So it's, you can play like, I want my sims to only be able to cook things they actually have in their inventories. I don't, I don't want to yeah. cheat at all. I want this to be, you know, it's a real living off the land situation. So you can do that now. That's great. Um, it's it's one of my favorite Sims expansion packs to date. And not just because I like the aesthetic a lot. It added like a ton of gameplay stuff too. It was really yeah. excellent. Uh, so there's that. Um, you, there is still like, you know, your Sims can die and stuff. And yeah. They're, they're it's, animals, it's the Sims. Their animals can die too. Okay. But when like, if one of your chickens dies... The Grim Reaper comes and it's just like stops and pets the chicken oh my God. and like carries it off to the no. afterlife. <laughs> it's really cute when your chickens die. Uh, and I'm not sure I have the timeline for this next one right, but I think I do. Uh, the big 
island update to Stardew Valley. Uh, yes. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, of course, we talked about Stardew Valley a lot the last we time. We did. Because it's the coziest game, I would argue. It even, is the one. Even though you can be assaulted by flying skulls. Well, yeah. But you gotta make that choice most of the time. It, yeah. It's, I, mean, I, I would say it's probably my favorite cozy game, oh, for yes, sure. Yes. Uh, and, a lot of content. And the island update added a bunch of, like, end game content to it so once you get once you finish your uh community center and you get your grade from grandpa's ghost (laughs) uh then you can also unlock this like tropical island uh it also added some options for like a beach farm that you can have if you're starting a new game or you can randomize the community center goals so it really mixes up uh the Stardew Valley experience. So if you played Stardew Valley prior to... God, when did that come out? The the update come out? Sometime last year. Yeah. If you played it prior to 2020, 2021, then it's worth checking out again because there's a bunch of new stuff in it now. I would recommend starting a new game. The game fully does not know what to do if uh, you have reached that point and then the game updated. Yeah. It gets very confused. It gets, it gets confused and throws a lot at you at once. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Stardew yeah. Valley, always a good go-to cozy game. That's such a fantastic choice on Concerned Apes part to the, specifically the randomizing community center option. Yes. Because I think one of the biggest flaws of its like predecessor games was they don't have a ton of like fresh replayability. Yeah. It's always going to be the same sort of situation, but with something like that, you don't know what's coming. Yeah. And it's you can have a fun Different little, experience little fun time. every time, but you still get to marry the same person that you probably <laughs> married last time because people get attached to their, their video game NPCs. And then you don't have... You have no self-control over it. It just happens. It just happens. You already know their schedule and what they like. <laughs> I have all these frozen tears already. What am I going to do if not marry Sebastian? Just throw them in the garbage? <laughs> A Yeti cried to make these. The only options. Throw throw away thousands of frozen tears or marry Sebastian. That's the only options. But yeah, that's... Those are some some new cozy games. Not new. Yes. Other cozy games that we didn't talk some about last time. Some of packing's pretty new. I oh I don't know if you have any on this list, but I have at least one that I'm looking forward to. Oh yeah, uh, I have a bunch that I'm looking forward to. I wasn't sure if I should add them to the list though, because it's like yeah. I don't know how cozy these games yeah. are going to be. But I have one that I'm pretty sure there's not a lot of ways it can get not cozy. Um, so I'm going to say that I have kept my eye on now on. Lo-fi beats to chill and match three two, um, <laughs> which is unfortunately I think the only thing I can compare it to gameplay wise is Honey Pop because it is a matching game that also has like a is, narrative to it. Is that the same thing as I think it's called Spirit Swap? Spirit Swap, yeah. Lo- okay, yeah. lo-fi Spirit Swap colon chill lo-fi beats to I, match three two. I have played a demo of that, and that is pretty. Pretty cozy. I'm, I'm looking forward to it a lot. It looks very sweet. It has a lot of very cute character designs. And I will get stuck in that matching loop so fast. Yeah. Um, I guess since I mentioned Terra Nil earlier, uh, that's an upcoming game that is supposed to be like a reverse city builder, basically. Mm-hmm. Like you, you destroy a city uh, to reclaim it for the earth. Um, so I don't know exactly how cozy that's going to be in practice, but that sounds like if you have that itch of like rebuilding the land and mm-hmm. healing the earth, like if that's if that shit's cozy to you, that game's probably going to be 
one you want to keep your eye out for. For from what I've seen of the the trailers and whatnot for it, it has that same sort of. Unfortunately, again, I think the word that I'm searching for is vibe. Yes. Um, but it has the very like tactile sort of everything affects everything, which for me is apparently very important for a cozy game. It's nice. I I like because it it looks kind of like it reminds me of the like late nineties early 2000s like mm-hmm. 2.5d kind yeah. of strategy games yeah. and i'm really I, I love that aesthetic so good uh there's baron breakfast of oh course oh my god baron breakfast of course baron please breakfast. go play the demo for baron breakfast it's i don't so good. think it's up anymore <gasps> oh that might mean that they're really close to releasing because <laughs> i looked and it's like they didn't have the demo oh okay i think um, i still have the demo on my computer <laughs> i know one it's already out but I haven't gotten it yet. It's on my wish list. Is called I think it's just called Growing Up, uh, which is like a sort of a visual novel, but also a life sim where you like make decisions about your character's childhood. Huh. That kind of creates a different, like, very choices matter kind of thing. Um, again, I don't know exactly how cozy it is, but it, it seems like. If you're into The Sims or things like that, that kind of uh, personal character customization in terms of their personality uh, thing, that seems like it's up that alley. Yeah. I don't think I can think of anything off the top of my head anymore. I just had Spirit Swap on my mind because I was going through my wish list earlier today. Spellcaster University, I think, is already out, too. Uh, I don't know a whole lot about that game. It looks kind of like Stardew Valley, but at a magic school. Yeah. I don't entirely know. I have to look a little more into it. It's I'm waiting for the price to drop on that yeah. one before I get it. And of course, of course, of course, of course, of course, of course, Haunted Chocolatier. Yes, Haunted like, Chocolatier. My we are keeping our eye on that one. Yes. Oh, the chair. Yeah. My chair is excited for Haunted Chocolatier. But yeah, a concerned ape joint with fucking ghosts ghosts candy you run a chocolate shop what more do you want i i think that he's already confirmed that a lot of the npcs are romanceable god still just chocolate coated version of stardew valley concerned ape churning out the content that the people want delivering (laughs) for the american people fully keeping our economy afloat right now (laughs) concerned ape 2024 (laughs) but yeah that's all i can really think about off the top of my head this was nice. I do now want to go play video games, which unfortunately I cannot do for a while. <laughs> um, but I will. I'll play something after this. Cozy Games 2.0. If any of those sounded interesting or fun to you, definitely go give them a look. Especially some of those smaller names we mentioned, because I know small game devs love that shit. Yeah, I mean, most. I think most of the ones I mentioned were probably yeah. indie games. <laughs> Obviously, not The Sims Four. Um, In- indie darling, Sims Four. Indie darling. <laughs> billion dollar franchise the sims 4 uh thank you so much i suppose for listening to this episode of gravel pack we will talk to y'all in a few weeks yes uh thank you and goodbye